Redbox Media Programming is brought to you by... This is Kevin O'Brien of EWTN's Theater of the Word. I'm excited also to teach middle school and high school literature, speech, and drama with homeschoolconnections.com, an online Catholic curriculum provider. Your student can meet with me online for a live, interactive class. Whether you take apologetics with John Martinoni or grade school with Jackie De La Viaga, or any of the other 400-plus courses with homeschoolconnections.com, online Catholic learning for your homeschooling family is available for you. This episode is brought to you by Hallow, the number one Catholic app. Hallow has 1,000 audio-guided prayers and meditations for you to deepen your relationship with God. To listen to all of the Hallow meditations for free for 30 days, head to hallow.com breadbox. In this week's audio cast, I bring back my former employee, Chef Steve, the Buddhist who is going to become Catholic in just a few hours. And by the way, did he quit or did I fire him? So sit back and... One, two, three, listen. If you're willing to talk, Father Leo is willing to listen. Get ready for a deliciously deep discussion of Shoot the Shiitake with Father Leo. And welcome back to Shoot the Shiitake with me, your host, Father Leo, for a very special episode where I interview Chef Steve Albright. He was my former culinary director for Plating Grace and the Table Foundation. And in a few episodes prior, he explained that he got God in prison, but he became a Buddhist and then he leaves thinking about Catholicism, then he works with me, and then who knows what happens next, but I can just tell you this, he does become Catholic, but we got to figure out why. You know, was it something that I did, but especially since he is no longer with the Table Foundation or he's no longer with my other organization, Plating Grace? Did he quit? Did he get fired? And how awkward is it to be with another employee who's going to then become Catholic? And is it because of me or is it I don't know, is because God was working on him. So this is a really special conversation. And at the end, you're also going to even hear what I give to him as a gift. And this might be great opportunities for you to give that new Catholic a cool gift. And I actually had some pretty cool ideas if I do say so myself. And so this special episode is brought to you by SelectInternationalTours.com. You know, I love this group of people because they really cater to the pilgrimage pilgrimage experience by caring for the pilgrim, but they also pay close attention to what I, as a very unique tour leader, like to do. I like to create a bunch of different experiences, making sure that we are not only talking about the faith and giving them all that spiritual stuff, but I also give them the cultural and, of course, being the cooking priest, all of the amazing cuisine. So please make sure you join me on an upcoming trip. I've got several this year, and all you've got to do is call 800-842-4842 and visit selectinternationaltours.com. And my deep dish discussion with Chef Steve, former Buddhist, Becoming a Catholic is coming in just a moment. And welcome back to Shoot the Shiitake with me, your host, Father Leo, for a deep dish discussion. And I'm always glad 
to have back someone who knows how to cook, especially since we've cooked together, Chef Stephen Albright. He's the Associate Director of the Culinary Service Program for Lighthouse, which is a homeless prevention support center. But you all know him because I interviewed him twice when he was working with the Table Foundation as the administrator and as the culinary director for Plating Grace. And why did you leave us? Why did you, who, who do you think you are? Good morning, Father. Uh, <laughs> no, this is good for us to talk about this because mm-hmm. people have asked about you. They've always wanted to know about what's going on. Oh, wow. And so like you're a little bit of a favorite to some of the people who I visited. I miss them. Yeah, you don't miss them. I you do. Don't I miss them all. I do. I, want, I miss them no, all. So tell us what happened so that people, first of all, hear it from you. Okay. So we had uh, back in uh, December, we had talked about me transitioning and there was an opportunity. Actually, it was even probably before that, too. Probably because, before then, yeah. Because you wanted to cook more. I did. And between now and the time that we actually get our operation up and running, cooking was sporadic. Sporadic. Yeah. And, but we had some great experiences of going to you know, people's oh, homes. You, and you've, cooked, you've cooked in amazing places. Amazing places, actually, It's right? just like more than most chefs will ever Absolutely. get a chance to do. Absolutely. <laughs> but, but, but then what happened? Because this is kind of the fun thing. So what happened was there became a position open. I had interviewed for a variety of different positions mm-hmm. throughout. and As a, an executive sous chef, sous chef. Sous chef. Applying for sous what chef. What was my thought about all that, too? Do you remember what I yeah, said about that? Yeah. You, you actually thought that it's good that I apply for sous chef positions because I guess you thought I wasn't I might not ready yet for the executive well look anybody can be an executive chef you just have your own restaurant you have your executive chef but if you're going to work for someone else they're going to expect something crazy the deliverables right but more importantly I told you I don't want you just like schlepping right I do remember that slash (laughs) I mean right let's tell me how old you are so I'm 56. There you go. And to, <laughs> and it's, it to is, jump right into a kitchen at 56. To jump into a kitchen at 56 is challenging. It's hard. I mean, it's very hard. There's a lot of competition. There's a lot of cutthroat. The younger men and women that they're are mean. in there. Not only are they mean. <laughs> they, they can hustle. They can hustle. And they do move faster. And I have to recognize that, that they are quicker with moving and plating in some of the things than I do. But something happened between that time that you made that decision and now the position that you're in. Do you know what that is? I, I'll tell you. A position opened up with one of our board members. Oh, yes, absolutely, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yes, Chef Linda um, at the Lighthouse, uh, who is a board member. She had spoken to you, I think, about a position and. Mm-hmm. When we were talking, you said there's a position open at the Lighthouse. Well, I didn't well, want to say anything. I just knew that her assistant chef was moving on. Right. And I didn't want to encourage anything because that's not my job. Right. Well, excuse me. That makes I'm here to encourage people, but not to like force them into a position, which is what we're going to talk about next. You become a Catholic. Okay. <laughs> right. Exactly. But anyway, you are now happily with one of our partners. Yeah, at the Lighthouse. So what and do you do? Tell us what so, you do real So quick. I'm, the, I'm the Associate Director of Culinary Services, like you said. Mm-hmm. I'm basically, I do everything Chef Linda does. I manage the daily schedule. We have a culinary training class that's mm-hmm. going on. We, and keep talking. I'm going to push your okay. uh, coffee to start okay. it. Keep going. We, we have a culinary training class, and we also feed the homeless community. So the Lighthouse is a living facility for those that are in transition homeless. Yeah. We have about uh, 30 beds for men. 
I believe, 15 for women and five families. Okay. So we constantly have a full house. So you guys are doing amazing work. The Lighthouse is a pretty well-established nonprofit. They've been around for a while. Yes, they have. And so they've actually grown to the point where they're housing homeless people. That's correct. And Chef Linda, who worked at DC Central, she basically headed up now their culinary training program to get people out of homelessness. The BEST program, right. Yeah, and what does BEST stand for? BEST stands for Building Employment Service Training. Service Training, yeah. I'm sorry. I was going to tell you that, but I I know. Chef Linda, don't listen to this. Don't listen to Chef. No, but but we actually worked with some of those BEST students as well. Yes, we did. With the Table Foundation, we actually brought several of them we've worked with. And it was really one of our board members who made the contact with Lighthouse, Mike Baldwin. Mike Baldwin, exactly. Yeah, that's correct. This is a beautiful thing. It all kind of evolves and we're still kind of part of the family. So please don't think I fired Chef Steve or that Chef (laughs) Steve said, screw you, Father Leo, I hate you. I hate you. Because it's so funny because in organizations like this, people can think the worst. You know, it baffles me because this was an encouragement from you. I asked, talked to you about it and you were just... Listen, this is a great opportunity. And this is and what we do at the and Table Foundation. Exactly. And it was another part of my growth, not just as a chef or a cook, but also spiritually. Well, that's what we want to talk about. You were <laughs> a, Buddhist. a Buddhist in prison. Who, who ate meat. <laughs> who ate meat. Yes, you are. I love the Buddhists <laughs> when they can eat meat like this. But you were a Buddhist. A self-professed Buddhist. Yes. Even though Buddhism really is about a philosophy, you understood it as a religion. Uh, And by the way, what do you want in your coffee? Just cream. Okay. Yeah, no, uh, actually, you know, I did, I understand people think it as a, I did look at it as being a philosophy, a way of thought, simply because of the awareness that it brought me in while I was incarcerated. There was uh, a lot of things I needed to find about myself. And I came to understand that through Buddhism. I would go to... Yeah, but you did Buddhism while you were in prison, though, right? Yes, I did. Before that, you had a Christian background. I did. I did. I did have a Christian background. And when I first got to prison, I went to Christian churches. The problem with that is that some of the Christian churches in prison are run by prisoners. And I didn't really feel comfortable knowing that on Sundays they were holy and spiritual, but Monday through Saturday, they were up to their old shenanigans. Well, I think, thank you. bad example, you're welcome. I just got him coffee and cream. I'm such a good host, it's unbelievable. But bad examples are just bad examples. And one of the things that we can't do is we can't judge a whole community based on bad examples of a few, which happens quite a bit. So the idea of you becoming Christian, what started it? Because I know... I know when you came to work with me, I didn't care what religion you were, and I actually didn't care what your crime was. That's correct. So that's the whole part of this, of why I chose Catholicism. So I basically, in prison, I, would, I met a friend named Bill Gertner, and mm-hmm. you know Bill. Sure. And, and Bill works with a prison rehab kind of organization. Right, called gate, gatekeepersmaryland.org. And so Bill, I was going to Buddhist services on Monday night, and People heard the story. Yep. But also Catholic services was Monday night. Yep. And it was a Deacon Marty and they invited me in. And I came into a Catholic service and I was introduced to Thomas Merton. Mm-hmm. And I started reading Merton and never looked back on Catholicism or Well, what did you think of Catholicism when you first heard about it? I mean, you all have an impression. Well, my daughter's Catholic, so mm-hmm. I'm aware of Catholicism as a child. I grew up around many Catholics. Mm-hmm. And my sisters are Catholic. So It was always intriguing because what I found, at least I've come to realize, was even then in prison when I was welcomed into this service, it was amazing. Yeah. 
Hence, when I started working for you, a lot of the people that I was introduced to through you. They're nice. It was amazing. I could They're tell. They're the nice ones. <laughs> I just, I was, I mean, I haven't. Yeah, you have met just in what, the two and a half years that we were working together. Yeah. You've met celebrity chefs Absolutely. who are Catholic. I did. You've met banking CEOs. You've met people who owned major companies. Right. And you've just met also simple people who just are living the day to day and making it day to day. Exactly. But there's something exceptional about them as people. And I think more miraculously, I didn't ruin your impression of it. No, 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 no. More than, and you know what, honestly, I I would say even more than exciting simply because going into someone's home and telling your story about who I used to be, a drug addict, ex-convict, now recovering ex-convict, and them hearing my story and then coming, which you never used to tell. No, I don't. I, no, I didn't. And, and you hated me for many <laughs> weeks when I told you you're going to have to speak. I did. I mean, it's like, look, I made you do stuff that you hated. You absolutely couldn't stand. I, I did. got it. I, I mean, yeah, getting up and speaking, it used to come natural. But when you start looking at yourself and you say, wow, am I really? Co-? But what did I say about it, though? I mean, like, why did I encourage you to say these things? Well, I think one, because I needed to let people know about me. Sure. Two, I needed them to see the redemption and salvation. Yep of what an ex-convict looked like, not just that dirty, scrungy guy on the side of the road, that, but what a person can become once they start living. Well, here's the thing, though. When I met you, you were not a dirty, scrungy person living on the side right. of the road. You literally made the choice yourself. So you were actually easy to work with, mm-hmm. as opposed to some people, if I literally walked down the street and just pulled someone off, that would be a lot harder. You kind of had a conviction to improve. Well, you, you know what? I became willing. And once I became willing and listened, you know, and again, it, it started, let's say, this mold. I truly believe that everything that has happened to me going to prison till now has been God's plan for me. Really? I do, because, I mean, he's been with me. He's carried me through the six years of incarceration, which, you know, believe it or not, it wasn't easy. There was drugs, alcohol, and always violence. Mm-hmm. And those are the horror parts of prison. But there were some good points there as well. But even to the point where when I met you and they called me and said, it was Father Colin and Bill said, call this priest, the cooking priest. And I'm like, who are you talking about? Yeah, I know people, trust me, I don't even know who I am sometimes. So, and then I- There is like literally a lead up to it. Just so you know, full disclosure, this interview is happening 10 o'clock in the morning prior to Steve Albright, Chef Steve Albright, now Associate Director of Culinary Arts for Lighthouse, a homeless prevention support center in Annapolis, Maryland. In about eight more hours, he's going to become a Catholic. Absolutely. It is the Easter vigil. <laughs> vigil. And this is literally the first time I actually had to actually sit down and talk with you yeah, well, since s- you left. Since Valentine's, actually. Yeah, and but even in Valentine's, we didn't have any time we to didn't talk. talk. We, were cooking, to we were cooking. We were cooking for like, I don't know, uh, 150, 150 people. people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, geez, a whiz. And on top of that, I had to do a renewal of vows and say mass and oh, entertain that's right. people. That's- so I was busting my you-know-hoosers. <laughs> But now, Steve, you are going to become Catholic. What, first of all, has been your experience with RCIA, which for some people who don't know it, it's the rite of Christian initiation for adults. It's the process to become Catholic. Be very honest. So to be very honest, 
It's a long, arduous... Really? It's a long, arduous journey. You met for a couple hours once a week. Yeah. We met on Thursdays. The challenge for me was getting there, because leaving work to get there. Oh, yeah, Nick, because now you have to commute like almost an hour and a half. Well, coming home, it is. 27 minutes in the morning, but an hour and a half coming back from Annapolis. And to meet Thursday nights... Yeah, moments like that. Don't you wish you still worked in Baltimore? I I do. (laughs) Okay, but anyway, keep going. You don't even begin to know. Well, tell them to get a lighthouse in Baltimore. That's true. That, wow. Hey, hey, history is being made. History being made. So, so just the, uh, the community. So anyway, again, the learning the Christian, the Catholic doctrine, doctrine yeah. from someone that doesn't even know it. I mean, I thought I knew some of it, but it really, there's a lot to learn. And then every week being vigilant to go to class yep. every week, that takes commitment. We Did started, you learn something? I did that this is a lifelong journey. This yeah. is the six months or seven months that I'm going through RCIA. It's just the beginning. Did of, you feel like a part of something though? I, mean, I did. I do. It's, you know, um, I struggle again. You know, I've had several people wanted to visit tonight to the Easter Vigil to come to celebrate with me. And I'm still on that, you know, look, this is between me and God. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've had to sit down and calm myself and realize that, listen, I have no right to tell people not to come. Sure. It's churches there for everyone. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can't tell I, people to not come. Not, not to come, <laughs> yeah. And and not to come to see me. I mean, someone said to me this morning, look, they want to come because they want to be a part of what you're going through. That's right. And I realized that. And so- So in other words, just shut up and deal with it. Exactly. <laughs> to be honest it, with I you. I mean, yeah, because I don't want it to seem- But are as, you excited? I really am. You know what are I'm- Are you nervous? I'm, no. I think the change will be when I'm actually- So eating. what are you looking forward to most as a Catholic in the next 10 hours? Being able to partake in communion. To the Eucharist. The Eucharist. Okay, that's the chef part of him because it's food. Food. (laughs) When we come back, I'm going to continue my conversation with Chef Steve, and I have got gifts for him. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to quiz him to see how well he did at RCIA to figure out if he knows what these symbols mean. And really, more than anything, it gives you, the listeners, a chance to learn what are some good gifts that you can give to people becoming Catholic. And then again, what are these symbols? And we're going to see if he passes this test when we come back with more Shoot the Shiitake. And welcome back to Shoot the Shiitake with me, Father Leo, and I'm joined with a former administrator and culinary director for Plating Grace and the Table Foundation. Now, Chef Steve Albright is the Associate Director of Culinary Services for Lighthouse, a homeless prevention support center, and now becoming Catholic from Buddhism. And I've got him a bunch of gifts with a ton of symbol (laughs) on it. And I'm going to see if he was paying attention in RCIA. So the first thing I want you to do is pay attention to the gift wrapping. Now, the gift wrapping, I would describe it. How would you describe it, Chef Steve? And talking to the mic here. So, the gift wrapping looks like something off of the, uh, the Vatican, okay. the ceiling of the Vatican. Okay. Say. But what are they? What are you looking at? Globes. Globes. Maps. maps. And why do you think I chose that? Do, 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 uh, do, do, do. I think because where Catholicism is all over the world. You got it. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> I did, I did. Woo! Steve Albright, one for one. Because the word Catholic literally means in Greek, fullness of spirit, but in Latin, we understand it as universal. And one of the things that the Romans did is they actually put together 
maps because they wanted to see who they were going to conquer next. And so and you go to the Vatican, you just see a whole wall of maps. And while people might think that's boring, no, it just shows where the church is. We are everywhere. Now, there's something that's kind of sticking out of the envelope. Okay. I want you to see it. What that's, is this? Ah, so this is a little... Look, talk in the microphone. This is a cross inside of a fish. Inside of a fish. And why do you think fish? Jesus, feeding the multitude. Okay, that's good. But even more precisely, a little history here, fish was actually a secret symbol for Christians because for 300 years they'd be persecuted. And so if you Ah. met someone along the shore and they were wondering if you were a Christian, they would literally make an ark in the sand. sand. So it would be like an ark this way. And then if they were a Christian, they would make an exact opposite ark, making the fish. That's amazing. And so the I word fish in Greek is ichthus, which is actually also the first letter of a sentence. And it is Jesus Christus, huius theus soter, which means Jesus Christ, son of God, savior. So if you were a fish eater, you were a Christian because you were caught up in his nets. See, you're getting a lot right Wow, now. that's interesting. I didn't know that. You're going to get more in this little conversation <laughs> than in all RCIA. Now open up the card. Okay. And we've got a card here with the plating grace envelope. My handwriting is not good. My dad's a doctor. I've inherited from him, and you can read this very okay. nice little prayer here. Dear Chef Steve, with mm-hmm. great joy, I offer my prayer and best wishes in this new chapter in your life. May you know you always have a place at the table you are were. I'm sorry. I can't oh, I'm sorry. Here you go. My yeah, bad. Yeah. I told you I got a bad hand. Right? <laughs> oh, uh, you were such. Sorry. sorry <laughs> you were such an important part of the Table Foundation. Foundation. Isn't that beautiful? Thank you. In Christ, Father Leo. Thank you. All right. You're <laughs> Thank welcome. Thank you so much. Now, see, but that's true. You were the first. You weren't the first person I hired, no. but you were the first person that I've worked with when I desired to work with people coming out of the prison system. So you are literally the first and in a way the graduate. So please don't screw up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's worried me more than anything. <laughs> Not at all. I'm proud of you right now. Okay. Now we've got this gift and there's a couple things in here and I kind of like watching people open gifts because it's fun for me. Gift giving is kind of what we do as chefs, Thank you. what we do as priests. We love to give people gifts, and we like to see people's reaction. No, don't rip that. You could re-gift that. Yeah, man. I mean, it's so nice I'm kidding with you. No, no it is nice paper. I, I I went all out, man. I went all out. <laughs> so Chef Steve is now opening up his gifts, and you know, one of the things chefs have to have is a delicate hand, yes. and uh, he, he did that pretty well. Pretty well for the most part. He's going to use that. Okay. So why red for tissue? So, Red, today, we don't wear purple anymore. We don't wear purple, which is the Lenten season. Lenten season. Today, we wear red. We actually wear white. Oh, I'm sorry. No, because it's a holy season, but you're actually going to be confirmed. That's great. My baptism. You're baptized. You've already been baptized. No, I have to be baptized again. You've never been baptized. I have, but the interesting thing, once they check on my records. Yeah, it was an assembly of God church. Okay, well, then they were making it up as you were going Right, so now being baptized tonight. So this is official. Okay, well, this is fine because (laughs) I have red and white tissue paper. White is what you would wear at baptism. Red is what you wear at confirmation. Why do you think red? Being covered with the blood of Christ. You got it. You, Nancy, <laughs> who was your RCIA teacher? Not bad. And also representing the fire of the Holy Spirit. Now dig into it and let's see the first item that you pull out. Just go ahead and pull it all out. Okay, he's got a book. No, it's just a book. Let's 
go through the book gift here. Wrap. He's you another gift wrapping. Exactly. Look, when I give a gift, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna give you fast food if you ask for bread. I'm not gonna give you leftovers if you ask for a meal. And he gets his first ever treasure of novenas. Treasury of novenas. What do you even know about novenas, Chef Steve? I not much. Okay. I don't know much. Well, the word nove novena means nine. So these are prayers that kind of can be repeated up to nine times or different spiritualities, like different devotions. So they call a novena just a set of nine prayers. And I'm not exactly sure why nine is such an important number, but maybe it's three times three. And we all know that, right? And so novenas, like Catholics and anyone who's spiritual, they love numbers, Nine is a novena. And so you get a chance to pray at least nine times, you know, and actually I think that's really a great kind of measure for people too. If they're cooking like a two pound steak or something like that, it's nine minutes on each side, right? All right. So anyway, open up next. Thank you. All right. He's got some paper here. Okay, and now he's going to open up. Uh, let's see. Oh, here we go. This might make you cry a little bit. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a frame. He's opening up the paper. Oh, my goodness. And he's got wow. two things two here. Things. One is the frame, and there are several pictures oh of Chef Steve with some of our team members and our board. Right. And I put a little hand note written in there, too. Thank but you. then you've got something in your other hand. What is that? Maybe you this can explain. This is a card, and oh, the holy sacrifice of mass was offered for into. It's an intention. Yep. So you're going to now learn something about Catholicism. People love getting masses offered for special intentions. And at one point, it was a big deal to the point where a very corrupt group of people decided to sell masses to try to, quote unquote, get people out of purgatory. And that's called the indulgences. And that's what Martin Luther, one of the things that Martin Luther was railing about, he didn't think that it was fair to try to buy people out of purgatory, which is true. True. Yeah, we we don't do that. But to pray for people is a great gift, especially when you offer a mass. So guess what? Tonight, this holy card is me celebrating my mass for your intentions. Thank you so much. So don't screw up. (laughs) Kidding with you. I'm making sure that's great. I'm kidding with you. Anyway, but there's a picture frame for you. This is amazing. Thank you. I hope you you like it. I do. You're going to look at it and you'll be like, God, I got to look at that face again. No, I, I look at, you know, it's interesting. I look at our photos all the time. Well, we had some great photos, and more importantly, we made some great food. Yes, we did. All right, so let's go ahead and open up. You've got a ton of gifts in here, This is great, man. Catholic (laughs) Stuff 101 for all of those seeking gifts to give Catholic Church members. You don't even know what that is, do you? You I think this is, uh, so it says Lourdes, Lourdes? Yep. And is it holy water? It's not holy water, but it's the case for holy water. Oh. And I got that in Lourdes, France, where there was a miracle that took place where this young girl saw a vision of Mary and Mary told her to dig and to drink. Oh my goodness. And, and she was like, dig and drink what? There's nothing here, but there's literally like a stream, not even a stream. It was just like a puddle of mud. And really? so the Blessed Mother said, drink it. And she goes, I can't drink dirty water. And the Blessed Mother says, drink. And so she decided to dig a little deeper. And from that little digging, literally a river has sprung. And people who bathe in those holy waters are healed. So what I wanted to give to you was a vial, which is like a little bottle, so that tonight when you get baptized... 
tell your priest, can I have a little bit of holy water and you can keep it. I will, absolutely. And you can bless it. This is the most powerful ingredient in the culinary world. Oh my God, true. <laughs> this has Bobby Flay. That's right, that's what I put in my marinade to beat Bobby Flay, season seven, episode one. Thank anyway, you. so holy water. Now holy let's water. open up in here. What else do we got? So we have also... Oh, yes. Well, this is where I feed the body. Oh my God. Do you want me to go to the other one first? No, no, no. You can go ahead and open The this. Gift of Dining Restaurant Association. Yep. So in that, you have two major gift certificates. We don't need to say how much it is. Oh, my goodness. But <laughs> you have two gift certificates in there for you to take out to any oh, restaurant with the Maryland you. Culinary Restaurant oh, Association. <laughs> So please don't go to Steak and Shake. No, right? I won't go to Steak. Thank you <laughs> so much. Although they do have some pretty good food, so no, no addition on and Steak and Shake. And I was introduced to Steak and Shake by Andy Miller. That's right, who now works at the Table, <laughs> table Foundation. Foundation. Open up that last. Open that up last. Okay. Now you can open up this other bigger thing. Now this is a book. Every Sacred Sunday. Every Sacred Sunday. And now I'll be very honest with you. Someone gave this book to me as a gift, mm-hmm. and now I'm giving it to you as a gift because regifting is what Catholics <laughs> what do. We do. It's a good thing. <laughs> and I say regifting because there's something else that was in there too. Oh, it's from His Holiness. Okay, go ahead and read it out. Oh my goodness. His Holiness Francis, with great afflict- affection. Affliction. Affliction. No, great <laughs> affection. I commend you and your families on the intercession of Mary, Mother of the Church and cordially impart to the apostolic blessing, mm-hmm. I still can't speak, as a pledge of joy and peace in the risen Lord. So you got yourself an official papal blessing. Oh my goodness. Yes, you did. And <laughs> I put that together with that book because I'm just regifting. Oh my goodness. So the Holy Father is just giving the gift that he's received. So I really fully believe in regifting, ladies and gentlemen. This if is you amazing. receive something, it's your job to give it. You got now an apostolic blessing. You also have a book that someone gave to me. It's a really beautiful book of meditations on the sacred scriptures for the next two years. That is amazing. And then finally, the last thing is. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Is this little thing? It's here. a little thing. I just wrapped it badly because it's hard to wrap this. Oh my goodness. All right. A now ro- let's see if he knows what it is. It's a chaplet and a rosary. You've got a chaplet and a you do know, but the chaplet is a bracelet because I remember you always had these the bracelet that we got from Deanne. Yeah, but you also had at one point kind of like Muslim prayer beads yes, around your I did. around your wrist. <laughs> Actually they were Buddhist beads. The Buddhist beads. prayer beads, right. okay. I mean they're very similar. similar. So now you have beads with a cross and some beads for a chaplet. Oh, wow. Thank and you. a rosary with the St. Benedict medals in oh, it. Oh, my goodness. Which is a, a powerful kind of intercessory. What do you think of all of your gift, Chef Steve? I'm just blown away. This is amazing. Well, I hope you like it. I do. I mean, I'm flawed. Not just <laughs> flawed. By, <laughs> you mean just floored or flawed? Flo- flo- no, floored, you know? <laughs> Not just by, you know, the, the gifts, but the, the symbols of what they mean. I mean, the holy water, the uh, the symbol of the fish, and the rosary. You know, I I have the rosary that you gave me initially from Jerusalem. Yep. And I have that in the car, and I, and I told you I'm wearing the scapula you gave me as yep. well. Um, so by the way, even though, I'll be honest with you, when we were working together, I never tried to, quote unquote, inflict Catholicism on you. No, you never did. This was my choice. Yeah, it was your choice. Yeah. But, I mean, hopefully I wasn't a horrible example. Now, you saw some tough sides of me because no, no, no. I'm a minister as well as yes. a professional. Exactly. No, this was um, our journey together, and I, th- I know it still continues. Sure, it's sure. not over. 
But you've because given, you've got two gift certificates, you could take me out. As well. <laughs> Absolutely, I could, I could. I could take you out to dinner. Anyway, it's just can. it was. Uh, this has been an amazing journey, um, and again, it's just the beginning. It is the beginning. Um, I mean, a lot of this, this introduction to the Catholic Church. You know, it came just a little bit before you, but started in prison. I started right. in prison, and my experiences with you have been. No matter if they've been tough or not, it's, it was all a learning process. Absolutely. And uh, it's a growth. It's a spiritual growth as well as professional growth because I've learned a lot from you as a chef. Well, listen, it, it's very mutual because you are the first person that I've actually worked with coming out of prison. And there was so much that I've learned. And actually, when I come back, I'm going to tell people what I learned from you. So now you're going to have to listen. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> it's like, damn, I taught him that. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe it. But no, it's... it's so funny. before we close, though, I, first of all, thank you for taking the time. I know it's a busy day for you and you're ready to just become Catholic and change your whole life. Right. You know, but last question for me is what can I do for you as a priest, what can I, as a priest, help you? One, continue to pray for me. Got that. Um, pray for my family. Uh, I'm going also through a very difficult time now. I, my dad is on his... Uh, sure, he's getting called home. He's getting ready to be called. Yep. Um, and it could be any moment. I'm waiting for the call now. And then I'm going traveling to New Jersey tomorrow after vigils so I could be there with my sisters because sure. they've asked that I come. So sure. it's been a good run. He's 95. <laughs> um and so I'll pray I, for him. Yes. But what can I do for you besides all that? How can I be a good priest for you? Honestly, continue to pray for me as well as others like me coming out of the prison system. I'm hoping I have some good candidates for you. Oh, yeah, to work with <laughs> us to at work the Table with, Foundation. Yeah. At the Table Foundation. Sure. And I definitely want to still be a part of the foundation. Oh, you are. I, You're stuck. <laughs> <laughs> Your picture's on the, your picture's I, um, on the flyer. <laughs> I'd, lo- I'd love for you, to, if you could... I know there's countless names of people, and I want to just say thank you to them through you or, I mean, not just our board, the board of the foundation, because everyone there has been amazing and supported me along this journey, but also the people that we've we've come in touch with, not just from the Lighthouse Foundation, the individuals we work with, but also the families that, speaking of that. People in New Orleans, the oh chefs I've met. You've met a ton um, of people. People in Indiana, sure. you know, Deanne and Beth, I mean, and their families. Well, definitely I'll pray for them. And Father Colin, I, I, oh, have sure. to, I have to give Father Colin Absolutely. a major shout out. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, who's, who's guided me along with you. At, you know, no, as a matter of fact, I remember even telling you, it's like, if you want to know about Catholicism, you can't do it on business time. I'll show you what I can. Right. Go go learn yourself. You know, I mean, right. like, make time and go talk to Father Colin. Right. He's nice. He's, <laughs> and, I, and I went to Mass up there not too long ago to see Father Colin. So definitely we'll keep you in prayer, but Thank also you. know that you've always got a place at our table. We'll be Thank keeping you. your prayer, obviously, and we're going to be putting you to work at some point. Absolutely. Just because we already are working together because of Chef Linda. Absolutely. And what a pleasure for me to know that from your kind of journey, we are now going to share from the same plate and the same cup. Yes. That is an amazing thing. And I, I, I'm, I can't wait. It's amazing. Um, I've been looking forward to this moment tonight when I'm able to, you know, as I told you, you know, like through my journeys as a children, taking yep. communion, I do understand the meaning now of the Eucharist, yep. or I'm beginning to really understand it. The body of Christ, you know, uh, where before, even though they said it, they really didn't. I don't know if they meant it or not, but now it has a whole new meaning for me. What I'd love to do is in a year, 
get back and see what has changed from your time. So we're marking this. In a year, we're going to hear how Chef Steve has grown in his faith, God willing, and more importantly, just uh, catching up to seeing what amazing things are happening, in part because of his willingness, in part because of the work of the Table Foundation, but also just in part because he's a good guy. So when I come back, my carryout order, when I return to shoot the shiitake, and you get to hear all about what Chef Steve taught me. We'll be back in just a moment. And welcome back to the carry out order portion of this show. And I hope you enjoy that conversation. You know, Chef Steve, I'll be honest with you. I miss him very much because he was just a great guy working with Plating Grace as kind of like this upstart operation. And then, of course, the Table Foundation, the nonprofit, we did some pretty amazing things. And it's good to know that both of us were in the same place when he made that transition, you know, just working with one of our partners on the Table Foundation, Chef Linda Vogler from the Lighthouse Ministry or Mission. They basically do some amazing things. She's on my board for the Table Foundation. And so Chef Steve, in a way, graduates into another type of career, and he's still bringing with him all of those things that Hopefully, he got from his experiences in working with the Table Foundation and, of course, Plating Grace. But it's funny because when you kind of separate for good reasons, I will admit it kind of feels like a breakup, but there was no bad vibes whatsoever. You know, it's like because you're all different now. And that is okay. And that kind of change of you and your experiences in the past, that's really part of life. You know, and I can only imagine what it was like when he had to separate himself from being in the free world and then winding up in prison. And then, of course, when he leaves prison and enters into the world again, that's another change. And then, of course, when he was in prison, going from Buddhism and then asking questions about Catholicism, all of these things you just kind of have to wonder. We are constantly evolving. So here's a little carryout order for you. Evolution is real. We believe it. But it's not evolution from one species to another. It's not like a duck is ever going to become a horse, you know. But humans can evolve, and we can become better. And that's exactly what hopefully happens with all of our interactions. I can say for sure that Chef Steve taught me many things, and hopefully he learned a few things from working with us. And one of the things he learned was that working with a Catholic organization and meeting awesome Catholic people, it is awesome, and it is life-changing, and it can make things better for you. And that's kind of what happened. He was immersed, in a way, in, in a Catholic world, and he just realized, my gosh, these people aren't anything like what the news says they are. <laughs> you know, it's, like the fake news is just totally fake when it comes to the real experience of Catholicism. That's all there is to it. So it was just great to be able to have this time to catch up with him just literally hours before he became Catholic at the Easter Vigil this past spring. It's just so funny, you know, and to know that the one thing he wanted the most was Eucharist, the food that 
Christ became for our souls. And I firmly believe that if a chef is going to be worth his or her weight, that he or she is not only focused on cooking good food, but more importantly, feeding someone's soul. And that's why, you know, like moms and dads, when they are working incredibly hard to make sure to provide for their family, they're doing it in order to feed a child's soul. So what are some of the things that Chef Steve taught me? Okay, I will be the first to admit it. And if he's listening to this, he's probably going to laugh out loud. Patience. (laughs) He taught me patience. I mean, there are times when I certainly get mad and I can say that I don't yell at people. I don't be like, what the beep, beep, beep. I don't do that. But I do let people know I'm annoyed and I'm ticked off and that I am frustrated. And I will just say it. I'll just say like, you know what? This is frustrating. I mean, I, I can't figure out what's happening here. And so if some people think that that's yelling, oh, you ain't heard nothing yet because I can yell. Generally, I do that in the privacy of my car or in the privacy of my mind. So if you see me at an airport and I've got my eyes closed and my hand over my head, it's because I'm actually saying things that are not meant for public consumption. That's all there is to it. But when I say that Chef Steve taught me patience, it's in this regard, really. I had to realize that I was asking him to do things that he had never done before. And he did it. He did it amazingly. He put together operations. He, he had never put together like mail lists and things of that nature. He had never had to call people in, in upper levels of the chancery at the archdiocese, for example. But he did it. Did he do it perfectly? No, and I wouldn't expect him to. But when push comes to shove, the patience that I'm talking about is just making sure that I wasn't getting mad if it wasn't being done the way I would have done it, or at least on my timetable. Thankfully, I can say that he did everything that needed to get done. You know, whether it was in a little bit of a roundabout fashion, that's another thing. But you know, as an administrator, that was his role, but he had never had an administration position. It was my job to help him through that. So teaching strategic thought and strategic processes. That's not easy to do. And so I had to really kind of repeat myself a few different times. And it really taught me that if I am going to be working with more people coming out of the prison system, many of them are going to have even less skills than Chef Steve had. And and he actually had a lot. I mean, he was doing some pretty high-level stuff prior than going into prison, you know, but he had never done these kind of things. So Patience is just, I think, what we have to learn no matter what. Things aren't going to always be done exactly when I want it to get done or in the way that I want it to get done. And I should be grateful that it does get done. And more importantly, here's what I also learned. There needs to be an atmosphere that I create in my organization, and hopefully you're going to do this too in your business, that if you're in a position of leadership, you're going to create an atmosphere where anyone can talk to you about anything, literally anything, including critiquing. And so there were many times when I would even ask Chef Steve, Steve, tell me how you feel. You know, what are you thinking? What are you feeling right now with this task that I've given to you or with this experience that we just had? You know, working in a kitchen is really tough because there were a few times when he would get mad at me and I would get mad at him, just sometimes over petty things. Like he leaves... (laughs) (laughs) 
he leaves like a rag on the counter. And so this was at one of these private events in a very swanky home. And we had about two or three other staff with me. And he would leave just rags here and there would be another rag over there, another rag over there. And I would literally just be like, what is this? What is this? You know, and I would take it and be like, what, who, who's this, this? Why is this on the table? And that's just me being anal, right? Or me being chef. And <laughs> there were times... When I would get kind of frustrated because of that, and he would just have to say, it is a rag, leave it on there, you know, and he would just have to tell me. And boy, it can get tense, but guess what? At the end of the service, thank God everything went well. Thank God no one got sick. Thank God everyone walked out not only happy and content, they were hungry for more, and even our message inspired them. And that is really cool to know that even though there can be tense times, at the end of the night, we can look back, and this is what I learned, you got to look back and you got to just count your blessings. And there have been many blessings. So now let's just switch gears because um, I really enjoyed watching him open up his gifts. I'm just kind of a geek that way, to be honest with you. I've always enjoyed giving gifts to people. And so when he had a chance to open up the gifts, there was just so much symbol there. And I really thought long and hard about all of the things that I wanted to put in this welcome to the Catholic Church box. And and I'm glad that he liked it. You know, I mean, the thing about the holy water vial, it's just a little plastic thing that I got from one of my pilgrimages. And I brought a few of them with me because I wanted to keep them and to give them as gifts to people you know, in the future. And this was a perfect thing. And that was something that he really appreciated, these little trinkets from my international travels. And so here's what I say. If you're going to go on a pilgrimage with me, I always tell people, buy a bunch of religious souvenirs. You know, if you're in Rome, get it blessed by the Pope, or you can say that this was blessed in, you know, Poland or in Croatia or on the Danube River. And I don't know, it just makes for a beautiful gift. And those mementos are really what we call in the Catholic Church sacramentals. And that means uh, the mentality of the sacra, this sacred reminder, a sacred memory of God, you know? And so hopefully he's using all of these things. And really the gift cannot be given on the outside. The gift is given on the inside. And the inside not only is the Eucharist, but also what's in your mind. And hopefully these little mementos can be helpful for him to remember the very wonderful experience that we had working together. You know, I again, I, he only lives still like less than a mile away, so I'm going to see him again. But it is weird to not have him around. And as I'm looking for someone to replace that position, I always have to remember that it's not replacing the person because that person should never be replaced. That person will always be a unique individual. But more importantly, I got to find someone who's going to be able to take those responsibilities. And I learned so much from working with Chef Steve and especially that population. And he taught me how to have a great sincerity for people coming out of the prison system, knowing that we are all human, we can all fall. But God, and he knows this now because he's Catholic, God is forgiving. <laughs> and I'll just tell you this, he did not go to me for confession, okay? I'm just letting you know. I probably, you know, I would do it, but it would be kind of weird <laughs> since I'm his boss. Like, what What if he confessed I stole something from the company? <laughs> that would be just a real unique kind of experience. Well, anywho, I just wanted to share this 
beautiful moment with you just literally hours before Chef Steve became Catholic at the Easter Vigil. We just were so excited as a board and as an organization that even though none of us tried to force feed the faith, to him. I mean, like, look, I told him right from the start, I don't care if you're Catholic or not. I want you to be the best version of you. And the best version of you does require to have God's love within you because everything we do has got to be motivated by God's love. And we love people through our service. And so I think that's what he taught me, that that was something that he learned well and that it can be taught, it can be replicated. And it can be shared. So, Chef Steve, congratulations to you. And it was such a pleasure. And I hope you, ladies and gentlemen, enjoyed that conversation with a former Buddhist, now Catholic, and now graduate of the Table Foundation's formation program. I'd love for you to learn more about it because we are going to continue to grow. And that's why we ask you to please consider being a sponsor for us. We have a new platform called Patreon. And all you've got to do is go to Patreon, P as in Paul, A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash Father Leo Feeds, and you're going to find out all the different ways that you can support us so that we can support others in our desire to elevate culture and family life one meal at a time. That's the slogan for Plating Grace and Harvesting the Power of Food to Do Good. That's the Table Foundation's line. So please consider sponsoring us and just thank you for all of your support. And by the way, this episode is brought to you by selectinternationaltours.com 800-842-4842 They lead all of my pilgrimages and let me tell you, they do an amazing job and I'd love to see you on a future pilgrimage as well. So between now and the next time that we shoot the shiitake, stay hungry. Are you looking to serve God and society? Consider putting your gifts to work as a lawyer. Ave Maria School of Law has been educating faith-filled lawyers for over 20 years. Ave Maria School of Law is committed to training lawyers to use law appropriately around the moral issues of our time. Visit AveMariaLaw.edu to learn more about integrating your faith with a law degree.